coming up on our hella confusing 20s. She was just like, you're kind of weird. You should apply to CalArts. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and yeah, it tough. also gave me, it also changed how I look at bad film. Yeah. I mean, I've always loved garbage. Don't get me wrong. I'm one of those people that loves so bad it's good film. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Because I've I've had the honor of pitching shows and they just weren't what the studio was looking for. I don't know if I should say which ones. They were some of the biggies, but um, well, it was it, yeah, it was it was, and oh, I got to nice. pitch to them. That's so fun. But... Hey there! Thanks for listening to our hella confusing twenties, the part self help, part comedy podcast, where we delve into all the chaos that is being in your twenties. I hope you enjoy this conversation about whether or not you should go to art school, what a master's program for film directing looks like, and more specifically, the kinds of things CalArts has to offer. I'd super appreciate a podcast rate and review if you enjoy the show. Uh, you can find me as Not Funny Funny Guy on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook if you want, if you feel like. Did I say that already? I don't, I probably did. All right, enjoy the episode and thank you. All right, guess what, Kat? Everything is recording. <laughs> well, hello. I, that is good to hear. My, I will say my roommate is cooking his dinner in the back because we're around it's okay. the dinner time. So. This, is, this is still going to help. FDP, uh, potential FDP students anyway. <laughs> Let me yeah, just, this, yeah, find the that's part of the you. FDP life is your roommates will always be in the background doing yeah. things, at least when you're in a pandemic and taking classes from home. I guess to contextualize this video, so I'm Jeremy. I graduated from CalArts acting program in 2018. And while I was there, I had the good fortune of being in a bunch of screenwriting classes taught by Ernie Marrero where I met Kat. And Kat, did you want to let the uh, viewers know who you are and what you did there? Um, so I am Kat Walker Shea. I was in the MFA directing program. Uh, I was a director, writer, actor. I did all of it because I was taking a lot of the screenwriting classes. I was also the uh, um, teaching assistant for that class, which basically meant that I went and made copies of scripts. <laughs> And um, so valuable. I left some feed. I left some feedback on the scripts, but uh, yeah. usually we went over them in class. So yeah, yeah. So yeah. So Kat and I went to CalArts together. Different programs. She was in the Masters FDP. I was in. Oh yeah, and also just to clarify for people, so CalArts, the film directing program. There's only a Masters, right? Mm -hmm. And if you want to do a bachelor's in film, there's just like the film video degree, which is kind of mm -hmm. they're very different worlds at CalArts. And uh, yeah. just from my perception, and I'm sure you would feel the same, mm -hmm. I feel like the FDP program I would have much rather be in than the BFA for film video. <laughs> well, it 100% it depends on what you're making. Like for me, okay. I, I would be very, I'm, I'm much happier with the um, FDP or film directing program because it's much more for narrative filmmaking. Okay, well, there um, we go. We're already answering something that we could possibly have. Yeah, okay, so the FDP program is a big focus on narrative filmmaking. Right, and what that basically means is 
FDP focuses on making films that you're kind of more familiar with, which is like there's a beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. Um, and, it, and you can kind of deviate from that, like starting media res, which just means starting in the middle of your story and then maybe going back to the beginning later or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the very traditional type of storytelling that you see in television and um, in Hollywood. Yeah. But um, film and video is much more focused on experimental film. Uh, And that isn't to say that they never do a narrative film. Yeah. They just don't have as much interest in that as a general rule. Yeah. They're usually doing stuff that is like, well, experimental is kind of the main word coming to mind, but tends to be like non-narrative, doesn't necessarily have a plot. It can sometimes just be about the visuals. Um, yeah. Uh, I know on like YouTube, there's an example of kind of a non-narrative film. It's not from CalArts, but it's called The Color of Pomegranates. Mm-hmm. It's basically a poetry film. So to get a sense oh, or, yeah. or, or of what film like video the, might be like. Right. And they're, it's all over the place in terms of what they make. Uh, yeah. So if you're much more into experimental or artistic filmmaking. Well, I don't want to say it. that's the wrong word, but yeah, it's all artistic <laughs> in different ways, right? <laughs> yeah, but when I say that, I, I just think in terms of like you're not necessarily out to tell a traditional story. Yeah. Um, but film directing is much more for people who are like, no, I just I want to be movies. the next Tim. Yeah, I want to be the next Tim Burton. Although, yeah. do not say Tim Burton in your application. don't mention it they'll think you're pandering or what well so i briefly worked in the admissions office Mm. uh and i saw that they pretty much every department just gets tired of people mentioning tim burton yeah uh, especially because he like everyone says tim burton's and i understand the impulse i think i said henry yeah i (laughs) i think i said henry selick but um, okay, okay. Oh, I didn't even know he was a graduate of Cal Arts. What the hell? Yeah. Well, he never graduated. <laughs> he okay, he dropped went to out. Cal Arts. Got it. Got yeah, it. he went there, and allegedly one of the doors in the Schonard, um, uh dorms was built by Tim Burton. And I've seen yeah. the door. Three, three, it three. Looks right. Like a, mm-hmm, I think so. It looks like yeah. a Tim Burton door, but I'm like, I, I, I don't know if yeah. he actually it's built wonky. it. Yeah, I know, it's, it's just like half it's evil. The, yeah, it's just the typical Tim Burton. Like, once you see yeah. it, you're like, that's the Tim Burton door. That must be um, it. Yeah, there's a lot of weird stories around CalArts for the people. I guess it's a quick tangent. Like, there's rumors that there's a small door under one of the stairways to the cafeteria. It's rumored Mickey Mouse lives there. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on at that school. <laughs> I don't think I heard about the Mickey Mouse one. Oh, you haven't? Um, <laughs> I didn't you hear about You know the door the... I'm talking about, though. Like, when you're going yeah, up I know to, the... like, the cafeteria and there's the tiny little door that's, like... Down the hall, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, no one Mickey watching Mouse's this, house. if they haven't been to Kellars, will have any idea what we're talking about. They'll be like, I know. The door. But it's okay. Uh, It'll be the, like a nugget it's also for a very, going. It's also a very small campus. So, like, you get yeah. really familiar with all of it really quickly. Yeah. Uh, and yet, it somehow has the most confusing out, like, layout I've ever I know. <laughs> I've it's ever like, seen wait, what school. am I? This floor, and then I'm on this floor, and is it this chunk? Yeah. But yeah, so, I just... No, sorry, sorry, you were saying cat? I was just, I was constantly lost my first year, and I was just like, yeah. there's, it's one building. How am I always yeah. lost? This makes no sense, but. Yeah, but it's fun. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a fun place to get lost. You know, you never know what you'll mm-hmm. stumble into. But um, what, you know, what made you 
personally want to do the master's program at CalArts as opposed to anywhere else? What was it that really drew you personally? So I'm going to be honest with my backstory. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not the typical CalArtsian backstory. Do any of it us was not that? my dream school. Okay, okay. There also, everyone says it's their dream school in their applications, just FYI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it was not my dream school. I didn't actually know about CalArts when I first applied. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just trying to find a film school to apply to, and I knew about, like, you know, I knew about Tisch, and I knew about, like, um, uh, uh, USC and all of that. And I was talking to a teacher at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, because I briefly took some film classes there because I lived in Vegas for like a year or so. Yeah. And she was just like, you're kind of weird. You should apply to CalArts. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And she meant that as a compliment. She was not trying to be mean. Like she liked me. She's just like, you're kind of a weirdo. Yeah, you might Try fit in CalArts. well at CalArts, yeah. Yeah, and I looked it up and I was like, oh, it's pretty reputable, okay. And I was like, oh, it's the it's the Disney school. They do the animation thing. And so I was like, cool. And so I just applied to all of the, like, the, the top-ranking film schools because I was like, well, if I'm going to go into debt, I guess I'll do it in style. Yeah, and CalArts was the that... one. Yeah, and CalArts accepted me, and I'm like, okay, I guess we're going here. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, so funny. It's, and then I'll talk to other people who are like, yeah, I really wanted to come here. And I applied several times and I was just like, oh, yeah, I just kind of did this because it was like somewhat of a whim because yeah, I didn't yeah, yeah. really know anything about CalArts. But yeah, that sometimes works in your favor because yeah. CalArts just likes you if you're weird. So if you just yeah. kind of come at it with your natural self, you're more likely to get in than if you're trying to cater to them specifically. Yeah. Like if you really talk about the art that you're interested in making or like the kind mm-hmm. of storytelling you want to do or whatever, like what draws you. I'm kind yeah. of, yeah, I'm not, I didn't have like the same story, but I also like, I think my top was either between like UCLA or NYU, but then mm-hmm. I didn't get into UCLA and I did get into Cal Arts, and then the NYU audition hadn't happened yet because I was a transfer student. And I was like, you know what? Cal Arts feels right. I'm going to Cal Arts. And I like ended up not doing the NYU audition at all. But yeah, so I guess we're two uh, people who we weren't like Cal Arts. I've always dreamed of being under the mouse. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I yeah. broke some hearts when I told that story because they're like, you got yeah. in on your first try and you you didn't. It wasn't like your dream. And I'm like, no, I just heard about it the first time. But yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> but I also so think that that I feel like that alleviated pressure from me, though, because yeah. I wasn't, you know, because I wasn't like. I don't want to, I, I wasn't like, oh my God, I, I want to get in. I was just like, oh, it'd be neat if I got in. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I, and I think that lack of um, pressure really yeah. helped me just be really authentic in my application. And I yeah. think that's ultimately what did it. That's awesome. Yeah. They just want something a little, I guess, a little, they, they want to see that uniqueness. And so, yeah. And mm-hmm. sorry. Oh, just in the, in the film directing program, one of the really important aspects of your application is, um, the the at least when I applied, I don't know how much the application has changed because I graduated in yeah. uh, 2018, but it was the storytelling element. Mm-hmm. Um, when you apply, you tell a story about like in one minute you tell a story about yourself, and it's like a, a life altering story, and you have to just tell it 
not as like uh, you don't have, like without acting out the parts or anything like that. You just tell the story. Yeah. And it's how engaging can you make that story without adding a bunch of bells and whistles to it? Yeah. And my story was apparently interesting enough. Nice. Um, what and, was your story about? Do you want to share what your story is about? Or is that a private uh, so, thing? No, it's not really private. It's a little weird. It's the story. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, 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 I don't think I ever told my dad this, but it was the story of when he... A trigger warning for gun violence, I suppose. It was when oh, he shit. accidentally shot himself. Oh. Uh, he survived. Oh, my gosh, It was gosh, the story yeah. of the time my dad got drunk and accidentally shot himself. That's and, well, that sounds like a great story. And I titled it the day I nearly lost my Super Nintendo because <laughs> the bullet almost hit my Super Nintendo. That's and funny. That's that good. Was my, yeah, that was my takeaway from the story. And I think that's what put me over the top of getting in. Yeah. Um, and so and it's really also just making sure you have a really clear story, uh, very focused and... Yeah. One that really draws the, the listener in. It doesn't have to be that personal. Uh, it can yeah. just be something that mattered to you. Yeah. You don't necessarily have to dig super into your super private um, thoughts or anything. Um, yeah. I'm actually just very open with my dad's stories. Anyone yeah. who knows me, I, um, I always have it. a... Yeah, I, most people know me, know my dad's stories. I, yeah. I am not shy about it. <laughs> Nice. Well, no, that's great. But no, just like, yeah, just focus on, you know, sharing the em your emotional beats of your story and you'll you'll mm -hmm. do all right. Sounds like. Um, mm -hmm. So but you, you were saying so you did your undergrad in Las Vegas. No, um, I did my undergrad in Ohio. I just okay. didn't have any film experience. So I went to so oh, I briefly okay. worked in Las Vegas and took a couple of classes. OK, uh, that were there. film related. Yeah, I did my undergrad at the Ohio State University. Okay, was it in anything theater, film related? It was for theater. At the time I went there, they didn't have anything for TV or anything. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I think they do now. I'm not sure. Okay. But when I went there, they only had theater. And so I did that. And on the one hand, theater is a good foundation for filmmaking because a lot of... Yeah filmmaking comes from theater but um the osu program is not the one i would recommend um which sounds very mean but it's true yeah <laughs> it's not the one i would recommend it's yeah. um it has a bit of a reputation i think now okay not okay. being the strongest but if it's your only option you'll be fine because i went there and got into and, cal arts so yeah yeah. Okay. So yeah. So it did. It prepared you in certain ways, but it wasn't the mm -hmm. ideal preparation. Is kind of what it. It wasn't. Sounds like. Yeah. yeah. Well, again, I don't know the program anymore. Uh, the, I graduated from OSU in like 2010. Okay. There we go. So I cannot. Yeah. I can't speak for how much the program has changed since then. Yeah. The one thing I did like about the program, though, is that they taught. They had you go through every aspect of working in the theater. Yeah. Like I worked in costuming, I worked in set, I worked in acting, I did directing. Like they have you do all of it, mm -hmm. uh, and I thought that was that was a pretty smart idea. Yeah. Um, but uh, I I didn't really focus on anything specific when I was there. Got it. Uh, so if you're looking for a specific focus, it's probably not your best bet. Yeah. 
Um, okay. But if you want something that's, but it's good for being well-rounded. Yeah, it's like a, a holistic understanding of the theater. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's kind of where I'm coming from with the like. It's not the strongest program, but it's not the yeah. weakest. Yeah. Um. It's it's much more. It's a lot better for people maybe looking for a more well-rounded experience in theater. But if you're like, oh, I want to be an actor, it's not the worst thing, but it also won't be your only focus. Again, yeah. <laughs> that is what it was. Yeah. Um, people who go there now will be like, it's not like that at all. And I'm like, that was a long time ago. I graduated yeah. in 2010. So Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, you know, you know, it's a lot can happen in 10 years and it's tough to always yeah, know. Yeah, no, it's, it's been a... But, yeah, which is weird to think about that it's been that long, but yeah, it's I know. so you I just don't think about so it. So I no. guess I shouldn't tell people that it's not good because I'm like I haven't been there in ten years. I know. Um, I just yeah. I just have my opinions and all of that. Yeah, of course, and hey, that's all we can do, you know, in these interviews. Mm-hmm. But so okay, so you went to undergrad in Ohio, you took some classes in mm-hmm. Vegas, and then. How how did how did it feel transitioning into the FDP program? I mean, what were I guess what were like the initial things you were thinking or worried about or just your perceptions as you were getting used to the program at Cal Arts? Well, the one big difference was that it was I'd never been to an art school mm. um, because even OSU was like it was a school for pretty much any major. Yeah. Um, it's, it's big thing is actually health and like, and anything related to the medical field. That's where OSU really shines. Okay. Um, Yeah. And so I didn't really have any experience with an art school and I felt, I just, my first day I felt, I compared to feeling like Ron Swanson (laughs) because I walked in, I heard some atonal music. Or not like, mm-hmm. like, it, you know, just like it was just kind of this really experimental music. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and it's just echoing through the hallways. And I got there before yeah. everyone had come back from summer break. Because I didn't, because yeah, like yeah, the yeah. school is just gone. And like everyone's just gone in the summer. Like the, the campus is just dead. And yeah. I was not used to that either. Mm-hmm. Because most schools I go to, everyone is still kind of bustling with their summer school classes. But I yeah. got there and there was like nobody there. Mm. And I'm, I'm, so I'm alone. I just hear this music in the hallways everywhere I go. And I go up the stairs and there was like people, there were these two people, I'll never know who they were, dressed in kind of Rocky Horror Picture Show outfits, but they had paper bags over their heads and little smiley faces drawn on them. And okay. one is sitting in a chair and one is dancing around the one sitting in a chair and there's a tarp under the chair. And next to them is a hammer, some eggs, and tomatoes. And they were encouraging people to smash the tomatoes and eggs on their head. I and remember other, those people. You remember? You I saw remember them, them. Too. I yeah. I used to have video of them, but I don't know where it went. Oh my gosh! That was yeah, my first like smash day. the egg, use the, and I was like, wait, what? And it is a really weird social experiment because it's like, are you going to hammer the person? Like, am I? Are you allowed to have? It's weird. What does it bring out of you? Yeah, no, I was yeah. I was slightly terrified. I was like, yeah. oh God, don't put that there. I know. And, <laughs> but it was my first, ex- so I hear this atonal music playing in the distance while one of them is dancing and one's just sitting in a chair and somebody just happened to have walked up and smashed the tomato and then just like smeared it on their head. And I'm just sitting there like, what is going on? Because yeah. again, I had I had come from some like Midwestern town, you know, that in Ohio, 
where there weren't that many artists around me to this. And I'm just like, all right, well, that's different. Mm -hmm. But then it took maybe about a week before I was desensitized. Yeah. And you're like, hey, <laughs> weird stuff happens up here in Valencia. And that's what it's well, like. It stops. It stops even being weird. Like you're yeah. just like, oh, I know what that is. And like you can you can put it in context. That's true. Like, uh, you know, one time I was sitting in in the, the cafeteria called or not cafeteria, the um, the coffee shop Tatum. Yeah. Yeah. And this class comes through and it was everyone dressed in like different costumes. Like one person was in a hot dog costume. One person was a clown. And they're like just slowly walking through like very slow motion. And no one really looks at them. I look up, I go, oh, that's the um, the clowning class. And then I just go back to what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I just knew what, like I just knew instinctively what was going on. And so yeah. it wasn't even the like, Oh, that's strange. Or oh, I guess that's a class. You 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 know what class you're looking at at some point. Yeah, I'm and like, so your oh, body's it's an like, acting oh. class. Yeah, that's so funny. That reminds me of. I mean, it's kind of a dark parallel, but I've been reading Viktor Frankl, Man's Search for Meaning lately. Mm -hmm. um, and for those who don't know, it's like he talks about being in Auschwitz and other concentration camps. But one of the pages I just read, he just talks about how he really learned there that a human being can get used to any conditions, you know, any, like after a few days, a few weeks, mm -hmm. wherever you are, your mind is just, okay, this is how it is now. But for Cal, Cal Arts, I mean, that definitely, uh, that definitely happened. <laughs> Maybe for people, you know, who you I, didn't think so it might happen. I, I understand the comparison, but it's like, anyway, he was talking about Auschwitz and I'm like, yeah. uh. <laughs> I know, I know. Like, it's uh, uh, it's a bit dark. I but. mean, I, I, no, I, I, I totally understand why, why you made I that thought comparison. That, yeah. I was just like, I wouldn't go Auschwitz. I wouldn't I know. go there. Um, <laughs> we wouldn't bring that up. I know, but, but anyway. I, I get, I get what you mean. Yeah, but, but it's yeah, a very like, uh, eventually illuminating mm -hmm. book. But um, yeah. What was I gonna say? About? And you just you get used to it though. But yeah, but it, if you yeah. haven't, mm -hmm. sorry, no, no, I'm, just, you I'm just saying if, you, if you've never. If you haven't been to an art school before, then it's gonna it's gonna be different. It's it's gonna take a minute, but then eventually you just settle right in, and you either become one of the weirdos or you're just like accustomed to them. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> just hanging. Out. Yeah, I always felt like I was like a quote unquote more regular person, just in the midst of Cal Arts, and I was like, all right, you know, let's make the best of it and be open to everything. But I mean, so what were your kind of, so those, are, those are kind of your first impressions of CalArts. Mm -hmm. How did you feel about the program itself, um, you know, in the first few um, weeks, first few months? I didn't really know what to, I went in with no expectations. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't actually know very much about film when I went in. I just knew I wanted to be a storyteller and use uh, the, the medium. Oh, okay. Um, so it was very illuminating and I kind of learned really quickly. I, I kind of quickly shed a lot of preconceived notions of what film is or even what experimental film is. And even within those first few months, I was just like, oh, now I kind of understand these more experimental films and what they were trying to accomplish. Like the mm -hmm. ones that tend to get made fun of by a lot of people. And they should still be made fun of. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I like... I. You know, even within the first few months, I, I started to walk away with a better understanding of what they were trying to accomplish. Um, Confusion. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
sometimes that was the goal. Um, yeah, sometimes. Like, uh, Enchaîne Andalou is a really popular one that people love to get images. Like, I think there's, like, a horror video game, like, an indie horror video game that used images from Enchaîne uh, Andalou. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might be butchering the name. I apologize. My my French is atrocious. But um, it was right. a film made by Louis Bunuel with um, Salvador Dali. So mm, you know okay. it's going to be real weird. Yeah. But I, you know, going through that film and really explaining the visuals and that it was very much inspired by dreams, mm. I was like, oh. But it also kind of um, takes away the weirdness of it. So when you go back and watch it, you're you're kind of ruined because you're yeah. just like, oh, I understand what's going on with this. And yeah, you're you like, oh, it's a dream. Person. Okay. Yeah. Well, not only that, you become the person that those shows and movies make fun of that come up, and I'm just like, oh, I understand what they're doing with this color. You become that human. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you suddenly <laughs> understand it, and you're like, oh, I get. It. I mean, there's still art pieces I look at, and I'm like, I don't get it, but. <laughs> yeah. But you start to become that human where you're like, I understand what they were trying to accomplish. Um, yeah. Whether you agree that they accomplished it or not. Yeah. Different ball game. That's so funny. Um, no, I remember I had, I had a similar reaction like during one of our like conversations in contemporary theater, and I went up to the teachers and I was like, you know what? It's like my second year. It's like I think I've realized about myself, even if I really initially don't like a piece of art or don't really feel anything from it. If I hear the artist explain what they were thinking of going into it and I like it, I like the art piece now. And, mm -hmm. you know, and I guess that is it is interesting because like, that's a whole another uh, we won't get into this because that, it's a whole can of worms. But it's like, is art meant to are you meant to get something from it right away? Mm -hmm. Or if you can get something when it's explained, does that mean that mm -hmm. it, now it has the value? But anyway, um, yeah, so like, yeah, yeah, I, I used to make fun of experimental film. I still do. But now I can be like, oh, no, I understand the context now. And I know yeah. how to like, I know how to readjust my expectations. Yeah. Um, and I never thought I would list a experimental film as one of my favorite films. But um, the the Czech, uh, Czech New Wave film Daisies is really good. Um, it takes some historical context to understand it because it... it um, it uh, it's from a it's from a country that no longer exists, the uh, uh, Czechoslovakia, uh, and it was a dictatorship when it came out. So it was very much commentary on that dictatorship that is more or less dissolved now. Yeah. Um, so without that historical context, some of it seems very confusing, and you don't necessarily understand the character's motives. But okay. when you have that like little crucial bit of information, you're like, oh, I understand. I get this yeah. now. Okay. Um, and I just really love the visuals in it. But yeah. I don't know if I would have felt that way before CalArts, to be honest. Yeah. I might have just been like, what? This is weird. Yeah. So would you say like you really enjoyed the program in the, in the beginning and it, it kind of seems like it was here's different movies trying to do different things and let's kind of break down what they were trying to do and yeah. how they achieved it? Yeah. Like it, it, it's, it exposed me to films I would have never even thought about before yeah. I applied. Um, yeah. And I, and I, you even, you know, cause a lot of people think about, you know, uh, like Christopher Nolan films or they think about, you know, <laughs> Star Wars and yeah. how it's, you know, they might think of, um, oh, I'm blanking on the, the director's name, but it's the, the Japanese director that very much influenced George Lucas's uh, shots and cinematography. Um, I only know Kurosawa and Ozu. Oh, <laughs> uh, Kurosawa. It was Kurosawa, Kurosawa, I believe. Okay. Um, nice, yeah, nice. His, his sort of, like, 
his older films inspired Star Wars, and you really start to see where a lot of your favorite filmmakers got their inspiration. Yeah. Um, and it builds on your knowledge that already exists, and you're like, oh, I really admire this director, for example. I didn't know they were inspired by this other director. Yeah. I should check out their work. Yeah. And you also start to uh, evaluate movies differently. And what mm -hmm. I mean by that is, like, when you go to a movie, typically you go in as like, did I like it or did I not? Yeah. Um, and I still do that, but now I also go like, okay, I didn't like that story, but what did yeah. I think about the cinematography? What did I think about the editing? What did I think, like, what about the writing did I not like? Yeah. Uh, what about it did I like? And you kind of break it down a bit differently. Yeah, you can see the and pieces. And you start to, yeah, and you start to understand why some filmmakers are like, oh, I really liked the cinematography in that film. And you're like, but it was a bad film. But then you realize, well, yeah, but it had yeah. good cinematography. Yeah. Um, because your brain starts to separate those ideas out. Yeah. Because you break it down and you might take a film that you're not a fan of, but you love how they shot their scenes. Yeah. Um, and I would have never thought of that before CalArts, where I was like, oh, yeah, I guess... I mean, it makes it's one of those things where you're like, well, duh. I mean, yeah. just because I don't like the overall thing doesn't mean I hate everything it did. Yeah. But you start to be able to put into words what you like about it. And you can even say like, oh, I want some like Ozu type cinematography. Yeah. Uh, which Ozu is a very good director. I like his work. Yeah, it's some um, cool shots. <laughs> and sometimes you'll see people go like, what is this? Like see like a modern movie kind of doing an Ozu shot. Like there was a horror movie that did some Ozu shots, which. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's kind of like the actor looking directly at the camera type stuff. That's like one of his okay. big things. Yeah. And somebody was like critiquing it and I was like, they're doing an Ozu shot. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> like, so funny. So it makes you kind of look pretentious and you're like, no, I'm just saying, I think they were trying yeah. to emulate Ozu. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, hey, but that's good. So, you know, if you're trying to emulate someone or if you're trying to, you know, reference for your shots mm -hmm. and how you want your thing to look. But yeah, no, that's a, it, I know that's and I guess it makes you realize, um, how many things have to be done so well for a film to all come together and be a great film. <laughs> mm -hmm. And yeah, it tough. also gave me, it also changed how I look at bad film. Yeah. I mean, I've always loved garbage. Don't get me wrong. I'm one of those people that loves so bad. It's good film. Yeah. But whenever I find a movie that just didn't come together, I just, I evaluate different. I've like, evaluate it differently i'm like well who is the you know i'm like this feels like an executive's fault and not the director's fault because sometimes you get a sense of who came in where yeah um, and you're like oh and you you realize more and more how many different things can go wrong in a film yeah and you kind of stop asking certain questions yeah um like i'm a lot less critical of continuity issues yeah, yeah, ever yeah. Ever since doing the film directing program. And, you know, and I see people still kind of bring up continuity issues and like, how did they miss that? And I'm like, well, once you've worked on a film set, you know how they missed it. Yeah, you'll um, know how they missed it. That's funny. And or, you know, like I think the big one recently was uh, Game of Thrones and the Starbucks coffee cup. Yeah. Um, chances are it just got through. A, it's easy for things like that to go through a bunch of hands and just not be noticed because that's not what they're probably looking at. They're looking at the yeah. actors. Yeah. And they're going to the value costumes. the best. Per, yeah. And they're going yeah. to value the best performance over con continuity. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. If, you could have perfect continuity, but if the actor is screwing up their lines, who cares? You know? Yeah. The yeah, goal yeah, yeah. is to have the acting so solid that you're not focused on the continuity. Yeah. Um, 
And so that was probably the best take that they had or their favorite take or the take that got across the right emotions and just nobody saw the coffee cup because they were more focused on what the actors were doing. Yeah. And and then by the time it was released, it was like, well, you know, now it's just a funny meme. Yeah. And they, I think they went back and digitally removed it. I'm not sure, but, um, you know, nowadays you can digitally remove things. A lot of stuff, huh? Yeah. Makes, yeah. But it's when it, but when people were like, how did they miss that? I'm like, oh, very easily. <laughs> yeah. Like, things happen. Shit happens. I mean, yeah, I, I just, it made me think of even just the, uh, like the Justice League and the Snyder Cut, you know, and just yeah. seeing how monumentally different it is uh, between those two. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But, um, well, even yeah. even if you go online, you'll find those like such and such movie re -ed like trailer re edited to be, you know, like a horror film or like Jaws, but it's a romantic comedy. Yeah. And the editing alone just changes the tone. And it's. it's yeah. It's funny. Mm hmm. Or sometimes yeah. the marketing is what let a movie down. Because that reminded me how I was actually seeing someone do a review of the movie Ma with, uh, mm. was it Octavia Spencer, I believe? And yeah, yeah, he pointed so. out one of the disservices to this film was that it just had a really bad marketing campaign because yeah, it people marketed didn't know what the it movie. Was. Yeah, they marketed the movie as something it wasn't. And so mm -hmm. people went in with a different expectation. They also put all the spoilers in the trailer. <laughs> Boo. Which, which is like, it, it's a genuine, and people ask about that. That's a genuine strategy, but it's a strategy from the executives and not the actual artists. So yeah. They want you to be that's surprised. The other thing. Yeah. And that's yeah. the other thing you learn is that the artists are often at odds with the guy behind the desk and you're trying to explain to them how art works and they're just like, well, I know how numbers work. And you're like, but that's not. Yeah. Yeah. So like stop. I'm trying to get people to even watch this piece mm -hmm. of shit that I produce with you. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it is why whenever I watch a movie, like if an actor has a bad performance, I go like, okay, why? Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Um, no worries. I, I'm like, why was there a bad performance? Like, what happened here? Especially if it's an actor that has done well elsewhere. Um, yeah. I'm like, what happened? Like, where did it go wrong? Yeah. And you start to become critical in a different way. Yeah, which is a great way to be able to think. And mm -hmm. so the FDP program, it's three years, right? Yes. Okay. And so what was an average day like in the program? And was it very different semester to semester? Yes. It was, okay. it was different year to year as well. Um, the first year is pretty hectic. You're usually in classes from like 9 a.m. to like 9 o'clock at night. Yeah. Um, wow. And I mean, breaks in I between also, though, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. You get breaks and, and stuff like that. Yeah. But you're just in class because they kind of throw all of the basics at you at first. Um, mm -hmm. Because while they ask you for films when you apply, they don't really use that against you. Um, mm -hmm. and what I mean by that is like, if your film is not suit, cause like I made a stop motion film and it was my first stop motion film ever for my oh, application nice. and I didn't know how to light it. So the whole thing is like piss yellow and like, and I did it without sort of the bells and whistles of a lot of the, the stop motion programs they have now that make yeah. it so much easier. Yeah. I was just, I had an old camera and I just clicked, moved the doll, click, moved the doll, click. And I was just like, hope that looks right. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. kind of flying blind. And that got me in because yeah. the storytelling was strong. And they were like, well, we can teach her how to do the technical stuff. Yeah. And so the first year is really dedicated to teaching you the technical stuff. And like, okay. mm -hmm. 
So they don't really look to see if you're already a great filmmaker. They're like, are you good at storytelling? Do you have good stories? Yeah. And my writing was like, they were like, this is pretty solid. She's not good at camera work. She's not good at, you know, lighting, but we can teach her that or we can teach her to work with a, you know, a gaffer to light it. Yeah. Um, so if you're not like the best at lighting or something, do not worry. They will not yeah. judge you for that. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but so the first year is very much like, here's the basics. And, you know, like we learned cinematography, we learned lighting, uh, we, we have film history for the first two years. Um, okay. And I believe, yes, for the first two years you get film history. And it's a great class. I really love. And Gary Mares teaches it. Gary Mares is one of the best teachers I've ever had. Um, he's he's a, He is a very awkward fellow. He will probably hate this shout out because he's a very easily embarrassed man. But he is the sweetest person. He's he's an, a great teacher. Yeah. Very mind- and he's also one of those teachers where if you're making something and he doesn't understand it, he'll just tell you. He's like, I don't really get it, but yeah. you know, you do you. Yeah. And that's so sometimes funny. that's all you can ask for is just someone to be that honest with you. Yeah. Um, that's a class I wish I had taken now that you say that, like film history. But anyway. Oh, any any Gary Mayer's class because he also teaches the Western. Mm-hmm. I took the Western. Mm. I did not like Westerns before this class. Mm-hmm. And the best part is, is Gary also did not like Westerns before he started teaching this class. But now he loves Westerns. He, well, he well he doesn't love Westerns. Okay. He actually still doesn't really like... He grew up in the era where there was an oversaturation of Westerns. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, But he took on this whole process of teaching about Westerns because he's like, I found out there are some that are good. And he's like, I wanted to talk about the history of those. And so he teaches this class called the Western. And I walked away being like, okay, there are some really genuinely good Western films. And I yeah. have a better appreciation. So CalArts is very much a place where you go in thinking you hate something and you're like, well, I was wrong. Um, yeah. <laughs> I hated this is pretty cool. The, what I hate, yeah, what I hated was the mainstream sort of uh, perception of this thing. Okay, uh, yeah. And, yeah, like I hated the perception of westerns, and I and to be fair, we also talked about the racism that exists within the western genre, and that made it a much more engaging class because you're like, oh, okay, we're not just gonna gloss over that and pretend that it's totally fine. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so for the first year, you're basically just learning the basics, and then the second year, you have more freedom to pick whatever classes you really want to. You have like a, a list of things you have to kind of get bef- so you can graduate the yeah. required classes. And then the third year, you're you're kind of just let loose. <laughs> you have yeah. maybe two required classes and then the rest are just like, I don't know, kids, do whatever you want. And so it's, it's yeah. very much Make becomes some movies. like- Make some movies, kids. And so <laughs> it is very self-propelled. Um, mm-hmm. After the first year, you're you're kind of making it your own. You got it, okay. Um, and there's, and also a lot of the times they encourage you to focus on something to make money while you also learn the directing thing. Like they'll be like, hey, maybe you should go learn sound design. You're really good at that. Like, hey, maybe you should go focus on editing. That'll make you some money while you try to become the director. Yeah. Um, and in my case, they were like, hey, you're very much the writer of your class. You should go take all the writing classes. Yeah. Um, and so they, they kind of tell you, they'll work with you about 
what you might want to take and what classes exist that would benefit you. That's nice. Uh, but you also have to start kind of getting a hold of what you want to do. Yeah. Um, because if you don't actually know what you want to do, you'll kind of just, I don't want to say flounder, you'll, um, you'll struggle. Yeah. Because they stop telling you what to take at some point. Like there's only like, you know, the first year you're, you're set, they'll tell you everything. Yeah. But once you hit the second year, you're kind of on your own with creating your curriculum. Mm -hmm. And there's only a few things you like, there's only a few things you have to hit on. Uh, but they're very general. Like it's sort of like, nice. oh, you need a special topics class. Here's a list of special topics you can take. But okay, so it's pretty. Yeah. It's quite loose, especially in the in the MFA program. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. well there we go. Oh yeah, no, just because um you already you've already talked a lot about how FDP is you know very narrative compared to film video. Did you feel any pressure at mm -hmm. all, like to lean into certain genres or certain kinds of storytelling, or do you? Do you feel like you and all of your classmates were well supported in whatever kinds of movies that you wanted to work on? So this is, there's, there are layers to this one. Um, it's not that I didn't feel supported. Um, I just feel like I, I made comedies mm -hmm. for the most part. And the film directing program doesn't have yeah. a lot of comedy filmmakers um mm -hmm. and it's not that they'll try to and i also did stop motion like for my you know and everyone in the film directing program is live action so they were very confused by me um yeah but they would usually be very honest and just tell you like i don't know what you're doing uh like i got sent to the <laughs> experimental animation faculty a lot like they know me in experimental animation because i kept going over there so a lot of cross-contamination happens at CalArts. Yeah. But, um, but in terms of comedy, yeah. they don't do a lot of traditional comedy at CalArts, at least not in the film directing program. Uh, they're much more, for lack of a better term, they're more art house. Um, mm -hmm. And so sometimes they didn't really know what to do with what I was making. And I think if you aren't... Yeah you have to kind of be very confident and very like steadfast in what you're doing because it'll be very, yeah. because I got talked out of doing stuff that I look back and I'm like, I wish I hadn't let them talk me out of that. Um, it was just, they didn't oh, okay. understand I think what I was making. That's a super helpful thing. Yeah. Because yeah. they didn't understand what I was making and I didn't have enough confidence yeah. to believe that I knew what I was making. And so I just kind of mm -hmm. let them, I let them talk me out of stuff. And because of that, I had films that I just wasn't happy with um, because it became yeah. too much of a compromise. Okay. And I think when you're at CalArts, you're going to have to compromise so much when you leave CalArts that just try not to, like if you can, you know, just try to be true to your vision without being completely stubborn to the point where you're not taking any feedback. Yeah. But I think you have to, like if you're doing comedy at least, um, you do have to be very confident. And I think you would need to rely more on your peers than some of the faculty. Um, yeah. Gary Mares is great though. Talk to Gary. Uh, so you could talk to him about anything. Gary Mares yeah. is gonna hate this because I just keep telling everyone to talk to him. Yeah, and he's just gonna be like, oh. Um, <laughs> it's like, no, he's very, he's, he's, he's a great guy though. But um, I know what he looks like. He, was, he looks very sweet, even though I've never interacted with him much. 
Yeah, he no, he's like a very sweet but guy. um, but like, and and that isn't to say that they aren't supportive or that they won't help you. Mm-hmm. It's just they don't necessarily make what you're making. Um, yeah. Now, if you're making the type of stuff that they're familiar with, they're usually pretty good. Um, yeah. Juan Pablo is also really good. I don't, I don't know if he, I believe he's still there. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, Juan Pablo Gonzalez. He's he's really good. Um, but like, my my mentor, my first year is no longer there. He was really good though. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. he's no longer there. I think he understood my comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> um, I could show him weird internet memes, and I'm like, I want to make a movie that's similar to like Yogi Oki Doki, and he's just like, I don't. Like, all right, all right, man. I guess <laughs> let's do this. Um, He'll just watch. I'm like, okay, yeah, I get it. Let's go for it. Which, how do we capture which if that you feeling? I highly recommend uh, Yogi Okie Doki. Yogi <laughs> Okie Doki. Sh- Are those memes? Ogi. Um, it was. It's a weird video. I think uh, if you know everything is terrible, they tend to I find don't. old V. They find old VHS yeah. tapes and then make like little short videos based on it. And um, okay, I wanted to make a movie inspired by Everything Is Terrible, and I showed my mentor at this yeah. very prestigious school, Yogi <laughs> Okie Doki, and I was like, I kind of want to do something like this. And yeah. he was just like, All right, y- y- all right. Um, yeah. And so I think if you're coming in with something that they're not familiar with, you also should come in with a lot of references. Yeah, um, to help communicate the visual yeah. style, I guess. Right, yeah, because I wasn't bringing okay. in enough references sometimes, I think, and so they thought they knew what I was trying to make, and then I would show them the actual reference, and they're like, oh, this is, I didn't even, oh, I never imagined this. And Yeah, so, okay. Well, that, yeah, So I think that's really useful it, advice, too, just be yeah, able to Yeah, so show. it really depends, it really depends on what you're making, and it's and again, it's not that they won't support you. It's just that they won't necessarily know what you're doing. Um, yeah. Which is why sometimes you really need to lean on your peers. Yeah. And you might just have to be like, "Hey, I know you're trying to help me, and I know you are giving me advice from like it's you learn how to really process advice and process creative criticism or not creative, sorry, constructive criticism." Um, yeah. because I, before, at least for me personally, before I went to CalArts, I was like, well, I know what constructive criticism is, but I had never been taught how to process it and how to say like, all right, they don't know what I'm trying to accomplish and that's okay. Yeah. So how will I take what they're telling me and apply it in a way that's useful and will accomplish what I'm doing or what I'm trying to do? Um, and another thing Kellert's taught me actually is sometimes someone's criticism is less about what they're saying and is more about like the subtext of what they're saying. Yeah. Um, to give an example, what I mean by that is I wrote a script that was actually based on something that had actually happened to me. And one of the professors looked at it and he said, well, this isn't very realistic. This seems, this seems like it just isn't a natural thing that would happen. And the real critique isn't, oh, this is unrealistic and, and just would never happen. That may have been what came out of their mouth. What, what they're saying is, is you didn't set up the world for me to believe this. Yeah, okay. Um, that makes sense. So I go, okay, I, I just haven't set up a world where they believe this could happen yet. Yeah. Um, to get like the tone you know, right and the way the people are and where they are. Yeah. Just every right. little aspect of your script. Right. Like if you were making a movie about 2020... Everyone would believe everything in that script happened. 
because yeah. you have set the tone <laughs> via like 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And or even just like the way the characters behave, like if you have them behaving as like the Joker, for example. I'm using some very. Uh, I, I've yeah. I've been watching. I watched Birds of Prey a little earlier today, yeah. so it's on my brain. Very very now, art house references in this interview. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if you look at like Harley Quinn, if yeah. you were to just throw her in an audience, you'd be like, well, this is very absurd behavior. This doesn't make yeah. any sense because if you just had her do something like you know, like have a hyena out of nowhere, you'd be like, wait, why does this woman have a hyena? But because they've established who she is, you go, of course she has a hyena. You know, like yeah. there's a huge difference. And so sometimes when people give you a critique, uh, and so that's also important to remember when you're getting feedback from your faculty at CalArts is yeah. sometimes they will give you feedback uh, and it's okay to disagree with it. And sometimes what they're saying is not what they're actually saying, which is very annoying, but it's true. Yeah. But it's yeah, it's tough and to navigate. Through. And that's true for that's that's true for all humans, not just calories. Yeah, yeah, of course. But would you say that these kinds of maybe miscommunications or uh, inabilities to communicate was that the most challenging part of the program for you, or would you say there were other parts that were more challenging? Um, on and when it came to working with other people in my program, it really did come down to communicating ideas. Yeah. Um, and also just having the confidence to like stand up for those ideas. Yeah. Um, and also knowing when the person in question is right and you're wrong. Yeah, being um, able to be like, okay, okay, I need to let go of my vision or let right, go of my hard-headedness. <laughs> right, killing your darlings is still very much a part of it, but um, when it came to myself and not in like and not necessarily my interactions with others, I would say the hardest part. What I mean, I guess it really all comes down to confidence. But I sort of wish that I had just really pushed more with making my films. Yeah. Um, because I have made like I made a few films, but like I just let myself get too embarrassed to really push to keep them mm. going. Mm. Um, because I was like, oh, my films are bad. And it's like, of course they're bad. Just make them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get um, that. Like your first year film, the same everyone way. knows your first year film is garbage. Everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because they just throw you into a movie and they're like, make something. And you're just like, but I don't know how to do anything. And they're like, we don't care. Make a movie. Um, yeah, and that's how you learn. So, yeah. And so that's, I think that was the thing is just not having confidence in my own skills that if anything, held me back more than anything that CalArts did. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, I feel like I really relate to that. I feel like so many of us, I mean, I feel like in a way that's kind of what art school is, you know, because we are at this time in our life where, and I don't think it's even an age thing because I feel like so many of us come mm -hmm. in at different ages, but it's like an experience thing. And it's like, oh, well, I'm mm -hmm. here for this experience. I don't know exactly what I'm doing yet. And then afterwards you're like, oh, that was the whole point. I was just supposed to just keep on trying things. And then... It all that's it all gels. I feel like once you graduate and you start like oh boop 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 and then I'll do this and yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So that's yeah. that's dare to suck. Yeah, that's kind of the thing I wish I'd told myself is just don't care if it's good. Yeah, don't worry about it. Dare to fly low. <laughs> yeah, you know, and and that's it, it so really funny. just came to. Yeah, and I really, I just didn't stand up for myself enough, and I can't blame CalArts for that. Like, yeah, 
Okay. I, you know, I teachers would say like, I don't think this movie will work, and I would just believe them instead of being like, no, I need to fight for my vision. So. Yeah, and then because okay. the teachers always meant well, but they don't know what's going on in your head. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course, how could anyone? But that's good. Yeah. Not and now you're passing on the lessons to maybe some potential FDP students or Jack is just directing students in general. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and so Kat, now that we're mm-hmm. graduated from CalArts, we know um, what uh, w- the price tag that comes along with CalArts. <laughs> Do you have any uh, financial mm-hmm. advice for prospective students? Don't go. Um, <laughs> Just make movies. Don't go to Kellarts. Um, I will say, um, there, like, was it's Robert Rodriguez. I think he said, "Don't go to film school," uh, yeah. and he's not a hundred percent wrong. Um, it is difficult. I, I, I have no sense of self-preservation. So I just went like, "Oh well, I guess we're just going to go into debt for the rest of our lives." Neat. Yeah. Um, and the way I looked at it is the trade-off is the connections you make. And, you know, it's the way my dad always described uh, universities, and I hate to say that there is some truth to this, is sometimes you're, you're not paying for the education, you're paying to be part of the club. And mm. we kind of paid to be part of the CalArts club. Yeah. Um, and I will say that it has done wonders for me. It's a great club. And it's a fun yeah, club. Yeah, it is a good club to be part of. But when it comes to the actual financial thing, there are a lot of on, on-campus jobs, um, and teachers will usually try to help you with that. Um, I remember one day sitting in, a, in the office, and I was just sobbing because I didn't have enough money oh. for... I, I couldn't even tell you what was going on, Yeah, but I just, just didn't have something. enough money to... Yeah, I just didn't have enough money to be alive or something. I don't know. And I was just <laughs> sobbing and the teachers saw me and they were like, oh, don't worry, we'll figure something out. And they did. And they got me some like, you know, and they, they you know, and I got some extra funds just because I was losing my mind in, in, yeah. the, in the film office. There um, are resources. Was, yeah, it was, they'll, they'll do their best to help you in ways they can. They can't always do that, but yeah. they'll try. Um. But it really comes down to just trying to take out as little as you can. Um, really, really work on networking while you're at CalArts. Really, really work on networking because sometimes securing your income for after is going to make a world of difference in terms of your debt. Mm-hmm. Um, really focus on, you know, it, like getting an internship. I, I regret not getting more not focusing more on internships yeah. um but if it is possible to take take out as little as you can in terms of the the um the uh financial aid if you can i know that's not going to be possible for everybody um if you can get you know if you can get a scholarship that's lovely but i know that that's also very difficult so easier said than done yeah um but it really just comes down to, yeah, it really, it just comes down to everyone's individual situation. Um, yeah. I, I've managed to get by, I, but through a lot of the times, just sheer dumb luck. But <laughs> yeah. Um, but like I worked as like a TA, I, I did all sorts of random jobs. Like if you just kind of float around and bother people, and just go like, hey, are yeah. there any jobs here? Hey, are there any jobs here? Are there are there any jobs yeah. here? They will like show up and just like they'll just like 
they'll be like, all right, here's like a random job. Also, free food all over the place on campus. Uh, That's if true. You're going, if you're going to CalArts in person, just sometimes wander around and you'll find free food. Like I've, I stumbled on free food so many times. Yeah, and just events you, that were happening. Just random events. And even if you don't think you belong there, just don't act like you don't belong there. Just show up and start. And no one stops you. Yeah, I was just get never a plate. stopped. Just yeah, played I, up. Yeah, like, and it would be faculty that would see me and they'd be like, well, you're not supposed to be here. You want a slice of pizza? And I'm like, yeah, I do. And, yeah, yeah, I do. Actually. And so sometimes, so they'd be like, well, you have to leave, but you can go get, go get some pizza before you leave. And I'm like. That's so funny. Um, so, yeah. So like, even if you don't think you belong somewhere, just grab the food and run. Because a lot of the times the, fac yeah. like the faculty will not stop you. <laughs> At yeah. least that was my They would experience. feel mean, I'm sure. I would say too, like for anybody, like all the things you're, that you're talking about and with my experience, I feel like if you just know that you want to go to this place or you want to go to art school and make it happen, you'll be all right. Just keep on moving and keep on looking yeah, for you know the next I thing. Mean, and, you know, mm -hmm. it's not as dire as, as it might seem. Mm -hmm. Well, and also I, I look at it this way. And again, maybe this is I, I don't know if this is privilege or, or anything, but I'm just like, you know what? The entire country is in constant debt, at least on, on yeah, the American side true. of things. We're just all in debt, whatever. Yeah. Screw it. <laughs> You know, like yeah. we're all miserable. We're all having a bad time. Might as well just like go into debt for something I care about. Um, and yeah, now we're all talking about canceling student debt. And I'm like, can we do that? I would love that. I know. Um, Cancel all and the student I, debt. And I also yeah. understand if people can't do that. You know, like I understand. Yeah, like, and um, Yeah, if there's just no. Yeah. And if you're if you're in that boat. You're not going to be screwed if you don't go to CalArts. You're fine. Like, don't worry about it. Um, just annoy a bunch of CalArts students and get in with them, and you might as, and then you'll be <laughs> part of the CalArts mafia anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, just um, get into a club, and then you can just hang out, just be friends with people. Oh, and something yeah, you made me think of too, Cat. Oh, sorry. Mm -hmm. No, you go. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. You go ahead. I've already forgotten it. Oh, damn it. <laughs> these art school brains no um when you were talking about networking too i was gonna say oh an, an advice i'd give to somebody because i thought of networking i was so shy about it i didn't want to seem like i was looking for favors or looking for help or, or things like that so i would just say i feel like a much better way to think about it is not oh how can i figure out what i'm what's gonna help me or what i'm gonna do but more so Oh, what are the needs of people mm -hmm. or organizations or projects that I that I see, mm -hmm. and what are ways that I, you know, my skill set or skills I'm interested in developing could be of use to, you know, to this whatever. So it's really just, I feel like the more you focus on other people, like the the more effortless your quote unquote networking will be, and mm -hmm. you can just, you know, grow in those ways. I'll admit when it came to the networking, I was a little bit, I had an advantage because I was yeah. raised in a very loud Midwestern family. Yeah. Uh, and, if, <laughs> and anyone who's from the Midwest knows that we're just used to talking to strangers and we're just like, hey, how you doing? Like, like we've been friends yeah. for ages and you'll come up and like, oh, yeah. how long have you known them? I'm like, I don't know. I just met them like five minutes ago. And you're just like, but you were, what? Yeah. <laughs> and, and I would get that a lot. And also people in California find that to be quite the novelty personality to have. Cause they're like, yeah, she just people talks in California to people. Are so selfish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, 
I so I just kind of turned on that like and I'm very socially awkward and I have a lot of social anxiety but apparently my reaction to my social anxiety is to just get more friendly yeah like okay brain let's do that but (laughs) just like hide it and so and also I just had parents that were very much like you gotta go socialize um (laughs) like talk to people and so now I'm great adult and and I would just walk up to people and I would just have a conversation with them and usually yeah. you just let them ask the question. Like, I'm just yeah. like, hey, how are you doing? What are you doing here? And then they go like, and then they tell you why they're there and they go into their little thing. And, um, and you kind of you kind of do that thing where you're like, oh, that's very interesting. And you kind of mirror back what they're saying in a way that's that old FBI tactic where you're just like, oh, Fox, huh? And then they go, yeah, Fox. I've worked at Fox for 10 years. And you're like, ah, 10 years. Yeah, I started, you know what I mean? And you just kind of like do that. And they go like, why are you here? And then you kind of give them your spiel. spiel. And one thing I would say is don't say you are trying to become a director or you're trying to become a writer. Just say you are one. Yeah. Um, Just say, oh, I'm a director. Yeah, like, and even if you're just like, oh, what have, and then they go like, oh, what have you done? And you you just talk about your projects. Um, And you can even just be like, oh, well, I'm working on this. You know, focus on what you're doing and what you're, not what you're not doing. There you go. Um, Like, just focus on what you're doing. And even if it doesn't seem like a lot, it'll make it sound like a lot. Yeah. If you just, if you don't focus on the negatives and you just go like, yeah. Oh, I'm a director. I'm working on a five minute film. That's like about this, or you don't even have to say the, the, the time and just like, Oh, I'm working on a short film. It's about blah, blah, blah. And these are, you know, and it's, it's, I'm making it because blah, blah, blah. And they go, okay, cool. Yeah. And they're not going to sit there and grill you and be like, well, what company is it for? Like they don't care. Yeah. Um, and if they ever do ask you, you can just be honest and be like, Oh, it's, it's a student film. And they'll be like, Oh, cool. Uh, They're not going to judge you for that. Um, So just know that whoever you're talking to, well, maybe not all of them, but a lot of them also started as someone with nothing to their name. Yeah. uh, In terms of making art, you know, there was a time when they had to make their first art film. Um, And so, you know, just, just focus on what you are doing and what you can do. And, you know, even if it's just like, oh, I'm a director, and they go, oh, what have you directed? And you're gonna like, well, I'm currently writing a short. You know, you can, you know what I mean? Like, you don't say, yeah. oh, I haven't directed anything. You don't focus on that because they don't care about what you're not doing. Yeah. Just say like, yeah. oh, well, I'm writing a film that is, and then they go, oh, okay, and yeah, they'll they'll get the hint yeah. that maybe you don't have a director title yet, but that you see yourself that way. Yeah, and I feel like it's also about just. Like, what are you interested in right now? And then, oh, does it click anything mm-hmm. in them of like, oh, maybe they're interested. Maybe there's parallels. Mm-hmm. And you're never going to know that unless yeah. you're willing to be open with, you know, mm-hmm. whatever your movie's about, whatever your short film is about. Nice. And, and so sometimes they're all, not going to oh, be into what you're making. Oh, sorry. No, no. Yeah. Sometimes sorry, they're, they're, the they're really just going to be. Yeah. No, it's the light. Oh, the yeah. Sometimes. Sorry. Yeah. Like sometimes they're just not going to be interested in what you're making. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've, I've had the honor of pitching shows and they just weren't what the studio was looking for. And I'm like, that's cool. Oh, cool. And I didn't know you've know, done that. That's awesome. Yeah. That's I, I pitched to a couple of studios. I don't know if I should say which ones they were some of the biggies, but, um, you could tell me no, and I'll cut it passed. out. <laughs> okay. Um, well, it was, it, yeah, it was, it was. 
and oh, I got to nice. pitch to them. That's so fun. But, I'd love to hear, yeah. like, not right, like, another time, I'd love to hear about how your pitching experiences were, you know? But yeah, anyway. and, and, but, like, I was able to pitch some shows to some, some networks, and it went really well, and they were really cool yeah. and chill, but ultimately they passed for one reason or another, and sometimes yeah. it was just what I was making didn't mesh, sometimes they were like, oh, we're making something that's too similar to that, mm -hmm. and... And the th and you have to realize it's not personal, and yeah, you have to business. just be like, yeah. And they'll also be really drawn to you if you just accept that that's the way the cookie crumbles. Like, yeah. you don't have to be self-deprecating, but you go, oh, okay, no, I get it. But thank you. Keep me in mind for future things. And then they go like, oh, okay, she didn't throw a tantrum. Cool. Or oh, yeah. she's still willing to work with us. You know, even though yeah. we said no, because you'd be amazed at how many people do not react well to the word no. <laughs> yeah but like they want to work with you they'll think in terms of like well she has like a really good personality she's you know really easy to work with even when she's not getting her way so yeah we'll keep her in mind for the future so yeah. sometimes it's like just building that relationship yeah so sometimes yeah. even if you're going in to pitch something remember that it's not necessarily about that um, yeah. A lot of it is about building that relationship because yeah. they will remember you in the future. Because sometimes your your connections will not pay off for maybe years. Um, yeah. Because I've met people and then I then they kind of disappeared into the ether and I'm like, well, I wonder what happened to them. And then like six yeah. months to a year later, they'll email me out of the blue and just be like, hey, what's up? What are you doing? I know this person you should meet. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Yeah, Neat. you didn't realize you were still like in a thing. Yeah, I guess as I guess as long as you like, keep clarifying the kind of work you're doing and just putting it out there, eventually like things yeah. will start to start to gel. I mean, yeah, did you? And, I'm and, sorry. Well, and and to give a specific example, like if you look at Phineas and Ferb, yeah, people love that show. It was a big yeah, deal. It's a great I mean, show. And the, and the yeah, and the creator, he's on TikTok, and he's he seems so sweet and nice. He seems like a really great guy. It yeah. took him 13 years to sell that show. Wow. It took him 13 years. Or if you look yeah. at Queen's Gambit, it took them 30 years to convince a studio to make a to show do about this chess. chess movie. Yeah. 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 That's like, so interesting. Yeah. And everything. Yeah. And so just because you have a good idea doesn't mean that they'll be into it in that moment. And they're going to say mean things to you sometimes. I mean, that has not happened to me. I've actually been treated very kindly and I, I don't want to um, take that for granted. Um, the companies I pitched to were nothing but kind to me. But there are going to be times yeah, when you meet awesome. someone who says something really mean to you. Um, I, yeah. I applied to some, it was like a residency. I don't, it wasn't even in America and I applied to it and I got some really mean feedback. Mm. Um, but whenever I talk to other people in my same, you know, situation, they're like, I don't agree with any of that person's feedback. So yeah, it's, it's so subjective. Be, yeah. It's going to be rough, so like, just go into these situations without this need to sell it on the spot. Uh, yeah. This idea that you'll be an overnight success is not, that's a Hollywood myth. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, with, you know, having gone through the FDP program, did you feel upon graduation that you were ready for the real world? You were ready to just get into the business? Um, or did you feel like there, there are things that you had to learn the hard way that you wish you had been prepared for? I 
kind of wished I had one more year in the mm. program. Like I kind of mm -hmm. wanted one more year, but I don't know if that would have actually made me feel more prepared or if that was just the lie I told myself. Yeah, you want that comfort, that warm hug. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to go back to what I knew. Yeah. Because the one constant from every person that has ever graduated, regardless of what program or what year, it's been true for BFAs, it's been true for MFAs. Graduating is a very bittersweet moment. Yeah. Uh, on the one hand, well, I guess I, should, I shouldn't say that's true for everyone. There are a lot of people that were like glad to be out and then there were some people that don't wanna leave. Um, but for a lot of people, there's a, a bittersweetness. Yeah. Um, you leave, and I don't think, I'll put it this way. One thing I learned about film direct, learned through film directing is that you're never ready. Yeah. Uh, there's no such thing as that's being good. ready. Yeah. And that was their reasoning on films as well. They're like, don't mm -hmm. wait until you're ready to make a film. You'll never be ready. Just do it. Yeah. And that yeah. was also another suggestion I have is just make content. Don't even worry about, you know, like, like put content on YouTube, whatever, put it on TikTok, just make stuff. Um, yeah. And don't worry about if it's, if you're ready, there's no such thing. So I go. was not, yeah, I was not ready to graduate, but no one mm -hmm. ever is. And I, yeah. I did need a recovery period because at least in the MFA program, you're kind of running on adrenaline for like three years. <laughs> um, so I kind of needed a break for a minute. Um, but yeah, I, I can't say I was, I'll ever be ready for the real world. There's no such thing. Um, yeah. And also just paying bills is hard and all of that, even if you're, you know, unless yeah. I, unless I get a real cushy job, it's not, I'm never, I'm just never going to be ready. So uh, don't ever expect to be ready and you won't be disappointed. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Just expect that uh, you'll learn what you can and then you'll do what mm -hmm. you can on graduation and just enjoy every moment of it, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, with all that, I don't even know if this is something that is answerable because I'm sure mm -hmm. there are so many things that will come to mind. But do you feel like there is a most useful thing you got out of CalArts FDP program? Honestly, the relationship with your peers is usually the best thing you'll get out of it. Because um, some people have yeah, gone through like CalArts and had a miserable time. Some people have gone through and had a wonderful time. Uh, it's very dependent on the human and yeah. uh, in, in their personal experiences through the school, because that's true of any school in the world, really. Um, yeah. But one thing that even people who hated their time at CalArts versus the people who loved their time at CalArts, one thing they can typically agree on is their, that they appreciated their peers. And I think yeah. that's something I and agree the relationships with. That, like, that continue. Mm -hmm, the relationships you build at CalArts. And they even said that on our first day you know, at yeah. CalArts. is like the relationships you build here are going to be the most important aspect of your education here. And they weren't yeah. wrong. Like, I didn't totally get it when they said that. But then once I went through the program, I was like, oh, I get it. And I still feel connected, even though I've been graduated for almost, oh, God, three years now. And, you know, but I still feel really connected to the community. Yeah. And it's just because once you're in, you're kind of in. It's unlike yeah. any other school in that regard. Like once I graduated from my undergrad, it was kind of like, oh, maybe I'll keep in touch with people. Maybe I won't. We'll see. 
Um, yeah. And I just went about my my life, and I think that's most schools. But with CalArts, you really connect with people, and they just kind of stick around forever. Um, yeah. And they're trying to make and, their work, and they're have different they have mm -hmm. different experiences. Yeah, and you're going to be able to keep making your art because of the people you meet. Uh, yeah. Because no matter unless you get real lucky, your chances are you're not going to be making enough money to make your your art when you first graduate. Um, yeah. <laughs> or at least, or at least, uh, I guess it depends on what you're making. But like, you probably won't be making enough movie, uh, money to make movies. Uh, yeah. Unless you connect with some really good friends through, you know, like people I know through the film directing program. Some of them have film equipment that they've collected over the years, and I'm like, hey, I need to make a short film, yeah. and they just like, they show up with their boom mics, and they're like, I know someone with a camera. We'll show yeah. up and we'll make a movie. That's awesome. And yeah. And so you really become, it, it, it's like this, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours, but on this much bigger scale than I ever thought could exist. Yeah, I know, I know so, what you mean. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, so the most useful thing is going to be your peers. The people. So, yeah, yeah, so that's why I also say networking. Networking is probably this, you know, some of the people I've met were through my former classmates who yeah. had met like a producer and they're like, Hey, I know this producer. Do you want to talk to them? And I'm like, yes, I do. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so really it's going to be your peers that regardless of your experience through CalArts. Yeah. The one thing you're going to agree on is probably the peers being the yeah. best. Yeah. 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 Ah, oh, and I love that. No, which I'm calling. I mean, yeah, I mean, look at us, you know, we're doing this interview. I just voiced something for a yeah. audio show cats doing, you know, yeah, in, in I just, Ernie's I just class. Sorry. Yeah, I just, you just emailed what? you out of the blue and was like, hey, can yeah, you do like, yeah, this? And you were like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, like, I feel like in Ernie's class, like the people who I felt most kind of got what I what I wanted to do and like I enjoyed your guys' scripts, probably was you, Andy Gilchrist, mm -hmm. and maybe like William mm -hmm. Paul Smith. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like mm -hmm. you, you three are the ones I think of as like, oh, yeah, I feel like, you know. They get it. <laughs> yeah. And of course, remember, you know, and like other people have got other stuff, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, it very much. And like, you'll, you'll quickly learn who meshes with your style and yeah. whatever your yeah. style is, you'll find someone. Um, yeah. And you'll Who's quickly just start making work with them constantly. Like, I think I told you to watch Broad City at some point. <laughs> yeah. And I, of course I love Broad City and Inbetweeners mm -hmm. you mentioned and Inbetweeners is great mm -hmm. and just so many things. Yeah. And like, who knows if, oh, I just, I'm getting I'm getting off on a tangent. Who knows if F boys will ever happen? But you know, yeah. there's other stuff I'm trying to work on. But I I learned a lot and it's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Okay. And so, I guess, Cat, the last thing, the last thing for these viewers who are dying for this information. <laughs> <laughs> um. I guess it's a little. It's similar to the last question. Mm -hmm. But what would you say is the best advice that you received at CalArts? that you would want to share with, you know, an incoming student? Or I guess just anybody. Mm -hmm. I, I think it goes back to that you're never ready. Like that. Yeah, just do it. Yeah, just do it. Because, like, will it yeah. suck? Maybe. I don't know. Who's the arbitrator? Like, who who decides that? Yeah. Um, but ultimately, you're just never going to be ready. And that's okay. Yeah. Just make stuff. Like, I'm still not ready. Uh, and I'm yeah. making pod. Like, I can't. I would love to make an animated show, but that's a lot of money. So I'm like, well, let's just yeah. do fiction podcasts and I'm doing random TikToks where I'm treating it more like theater yeah. where I'm not 
I'm just putting on weird, like I just put like a little weird headscarf on and I'm like, now I'm Babushka, uh, yeah. not Babushka, sorry, I put a Babushka on and I'm like, well, now I'm Baba yeah. Yaga and now I'm going to do skits as Baba Yaga. But there's like absolutely no reason to truly believe there's I am this character. characters and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. it's like. Nice. You know, and I'm like, well, if people are getting TikTok show or TikTokers are getting TV shows through Netflix now, I'm like, might as well. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like, right. Like, why not just, just try every avenue you have? Back. Yeah. And just make art. And there's mm-hmm. nothing that there there's no That's art true. that is beneath you. Um, no art is beneath you. Like, yeah, everything. That's good advice there's even too. like a TikTok class in the film and video office now. Um, where you can learn how to make short films for TikTok. What? That's so funny. Yeah. That's um, hilarious. Yeah. They, but there's people start... doing crazy shit on there and doing like wild mm-hmm. effects. Yeah. Like I know some of the experimental. Uh, I've seen some, some magic TikToks that were out of this world. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I've seen, I think some of the film and video kids are doing <laughs> their stuff. Like well, I think the, the former dean of the film and video yeah. office has like a TikTok that he puts his art films up on and it's. It is unique. Layton? Um, Layton? Layton, yeah, Layton. Mm-hmm. Layton Pierce. He puts his stuff up <laughs> I took, on TikTok. I had a class with him. He's a trip. Yeah, that's so yeah, funny. Yeah, he has, he has a that's TikTok so and he puts films yeah. up on there. Uh, and then Mike Bryant has a TikTok where he... That's so funny. He uses it as a supplement for his classes. Um, <sighs> and Mike Bryant's also a great teacher. I never had him. I unfortunately didn't get to know him until after I graduated. But if you can take a yeah. Mike Bryant class, because I think yeah. he also teaches a lot of the the science classes um, science quote unquote yeah they actually do teach science there they just teach oh, it in really? a way yeah like they just teach it in a way that artists can understand so it's real well, dumbed down it's beautiful got it um but like he has a tiktok <laughs> i think it's just mike bryant or no guppy tattoo i think is his that's i so might funny. be getting it wrong i'm but like and he just like he just puts like supplemental material for his classes up on tiktok and it's i love it it's so unique and that's yeah. but like that's the nice thing about CalArts faculty is they're just always looking for new ways to make their own art and to like reach students and they don't really look down I mean at least in the film directing program they don't really look down on what you're making um yeah I will say I will say one thing I forgot about this mm-hmm. um they're one I personally believe is a little bit outdated. They might have also changed how they approach this. Is they're very focused on film festivals yeah. at CalArts, um, and mm, I'm not mm-hmm. saying to forego film festivals, but do not yeah. ever believe they are your only avenue. Um, yeah, because those like get you're screwed real if you can't get into a festival. Well, yeah, that, like all like, the applying to each festival and yeah. And they can cost like $65 a pop, you know, or more. Like I've seen some that cost 100 to apply to. And I'm just like, I can't afford that. Um, I have I have, yeah. I have debt yeah. for CalArts to pay. Um, but like... I know. Oh, my God. My, know, my it, favorite... It, it, oh, I, sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I'm just like, I'm not discouraging people from applying to festivals. But CalArts does kind of adhere very strictly to the festival... Uh, model and I will say that's a little outdated in my opinion Um, yeah so maybe appreciate it but be open to more yeah like you know if and again I don't know how much the faculty's views have changed on this because it's been three years and I don't know what they've been exposed to in the meantime 
Yeah. Um, but if they, you know, like, but there is like kind of a push to focus mostly on film festivals. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's totally fine if you do apply to film festivals. It's great because usually a lot of the times it helps you in networking and convincing people yeah. to make your next thing. Yeah. And I've, I've had classmates that really succeeded, like really it propelled them further to do well in a film festival. Yeah. Like we but, you have some classmates that they, they were just in Sundance, right? And they have stuff mm-hmm. in other places. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. I, w- I would use that as like, it, it, I would also just use that as um, really study the different ones if you are going to apply to film festivals. Yeah. Like know what really kind of movies do well where. Mm-hmm. And CalArts will help you with that. They will help you, yeah. but um, if they're ever like, "Oh, maybe you shouldn't put it online," just put it online anyway. <laughs> yeah, just um, put it on. Just get it I out mean, there. Film festivals are kind of changing their tune on the whole. Like, if it's online, you can't submit it to us. But um, just check in with the film festivals that you want to apply to if you do, uh, yeah. and then you can hold back on posting it online until after you know you've applied and saw if you got in or not. Yeah. And then you can put it online, but like Yeah. Don't nice. don't think of the festivals as your only uh avenue. avenue. Yeah. No, you know it was like my favorite like oh my god, the the film festival hustle. I um my last year at CalArts, I I was making a movie to try to do like the HBO Asian mm-hmm. Pacific, you know, visionaries, and I missed the deadline cuz for mm-hmm. some crazy reason it was Eastern time, and I was like, but this is for isn't this LA anyway? I missed the deadline, so I just applied straight to the Los Angeles Asian Festival, and I mm-hmm. got the film in there, and then I got an email from, like, a San Diego Asian Festival, and they're like, oh, we saw, you know, your movie was in here, it's like, oh, and apply for this one, and so I applied, and then they rejected it from the San Diego, <laughs> like, they told me to apply, and I paid the fee, and then they rejected it, I was well, like, oh, it- they got me. I also, and this is not related to my time at CalArts, but I have also worked as a script reader for yeah. uh, film festivals. And yeah. while I, I, I can't give away any secret details, I don't really have any. But um, yeah. <laughs> one of the things to remember is that your script is going through several hands. Yeah. And while maybe there was one person at that festival that really wanted you, there was yeah. maybe someone else who's just like, mm, doesn't really, you know, and sometimes it's just your your story didn't fit the theme of the the festival that year. Yeah. Um, you know, and so people have been scouted like that. Like I, I knew someone that got scouted and was asked to apply to a film festival with a movie they'd made like five years ago. And they're like, wait, where did you yeah. even see that movie? Yeah, um, that's so funny. And so that happens, but like rem- never take a rejection from a film festival serious, like, don't take it too personally. Oh yeah, I, I thought it was funny, but yeah. Oh but no, that's I, good I, advice oh, as well. Oh no, I, I didn't, advice. I didn't, I didn't think you did. I just meant. Oh, you yeah, just audience. just for like yeah, in general, yeah. But I mean, yeah, hey, like, I've taken other rejections personally, so yeah, it's good like, advice it's, in general. Yeah, it's and I think having worked on the other side of it, you realize that it's like oh, there's just a lot of competition, and each each place has its own really specific rules that they want you to adhere yeah. to, and. You know, even if it gets through me, like I'm usually the first line of defense on whether or not you get to the next level whenever I do this, yeah. like I'm level one. Yeah. And so, but I might be like, this is a great script. And then I send it to the next person and they go like, no, mm-hmm. I don't like, you know, I don't, cause we're all human and, yeah. you know, or it might get to the very top and or they're looking dancer. at it and they're like, you know, and they're just like, oh, this is really great, but it kind of goes against all the other films we've accepted and mm-hmm. it would stick out like a sore thumb and it would kind yeah. of ruin the vibe of the film festival. 
And that might do a disservice to all of the other films or the film in question. It might sort of warp people's ability to take this film in. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. But I will also say submitting very short films is usually a much better, um, much better than submitting longer films. Like mm. if you're if you're submitting a film. What do you mean by that? Like how many minutes versus how many minutes? I, I would say like five minutes or less are probably mm. even two minutes is ideal. Wow. Because, and here, they can and just put it in the programming. Why. There's there's a reason for this. One, I will say that it's much kinder. It's you're going to be much kinder to the to the to the people who have to watch the films and they go like that was really great. They told a story like like that. They got along with it. Um, and also just trimming as much fat as you can to really streamline yeah. your story is a good idea. But the other reason that is a little more sort of of a mercenary type thing is that it's like, oh, they're going to be looking for tiny little films to cram in between mm -hmm. the longer ones. And those yeah. are just, and people are trying to make longer films as a general rule. They're usually trying to make the 30 minute pieces mm -hmm. um, because there's this, this kind of idea that the longer your film is, the more prestigious it will be. Mm -hmm. You were, you, and if you only make a, like a little two minute film, like one of my favorite film applications, I remember was just a little two minute film. I, don't, I can't say yeah. too much about the film itself, but it was two minutes long. It got in, it got out. It told me the story and then it yeah. was done. And I'm like, that was beautiful. It was a two minute film. It got that, it, you know, like, yeah. Like the type of stuff you see on TikTok could actually be good practice for making a really short to the point film. Yeah. And even then it's like maybe your film isn't the best, but it's only two or five minutes. So when there's space in between these two like 30 minute to 15 minute pieces, maybe we'll just cram you in there. <laughs> and so there's like more room yeah. for you to so get in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's almost like a little calling card. It's like, here's a little bit of what I can do. Mm -hmm. And then you're putting yourself in a position to maybe have a conversation to be able to make a longer thing. Because mm -hmm. sometimes nice. it's just I love it. to know your name. Yeah, there we go. And I think that's a wonderful place to, to cap it. Mm -hmm. Oh, perfect. So yes. thanks so much, Kat. Yeah. Thanks so oh, yeah, much no, for agreeing to do this. I'm sure it's going to help people. And so yeah. who knows how many people might eventually see this interview and be uh, aided in their, their journeys as filmmakers or just art students in general. But uh, yeah, yeah, hopefully. And, and just know that if you can't afford film school, you can still do wonders. So get on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, just start on TikTok. I mean, I used to make fun of them, but you know yeah. what? They know what's up. They got they got Netflix it's a great shows platform. now. Yeah, but but watch out because the Chinese government is using it to learn how to be funny like Americans. Oh no! You know, <laughs> so <laughs> if if it's not one government spying on us, it's another. It's, I know. Oh my gosh! Same spying, yeah. different government. Whatever. <laughs> Yeah, that's so funny. But yeah, no, thanks again, Kat, for doing this. Uh, yeah, but yeah, let me know too, you know, if you're ever working on stuff and you want like eyes on it. Oh, yeah. You know, shoot me an email. Oh, yeah, thank and you. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. And uh, hopefully I'll be able to do the same, but, uh, you know, I won't send you too much. <laughs> <laughs> but awesome. All right. Well, have a nice uh, Sunday evening. Happy you Mother's too. Day over there. Yeah. Happy. Thank you. Oh right, is it's not Mother's Day. It was there yesterday. It was yesterday. Oh, yesterday. I'm in Australia, well, yeah. Happy it was belated Mother's Day. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. All right. Take care, Kat. Right. Bye.
Yeah, bye-bye. <laughs>